tuned into Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Tune in right now. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Black Hollywood Live's The Trend. I'm your host, Dario Kristen, and joining me today is our full panel. We got a full house. We got the full house for Super Bowl weekend. I know. You know, we got Super Courtney Bowl. Stewart. Yep, I'm back. I like the hair. Courtney, you know how I pulled it all back? Pulled you it you back. approve of that? I Thanks, approve. Dario. I approve. I seek your We've been approval. battling today, but we're going to get it out a little bit later. <laughs> we got award-winning manager and producer Stephen Adams with us today. Hello. Ooh. Nice to be here. Welcome. And we have superstar actress... Madeline Rochester Kravitz. I just like saying her yes. name. It's just yes. so many just great things in that name. Yeah. My favorite <laughs> the city I was born in, one of my favorite musicians, Lenny Kravitz, and just, you know, you are just here. You know, that's all that matters. Yes, that's the bottom line. That's yes. right. <laughs> well, we're going to talk that's about your one-woman play. Uh, yes. that we're excited to talk about. We're going to talk about everything that you're working on, Stephen, as well. We're going to talk about the Super Bowl and a lot of to- topics today. A Kobe Bryant, uh, yeah. all the way down to a variety of different things. So, yes. Courtney, let's well, get it We're going to start on an exciting note because yes. we want to be happy at least leading into the show. Right. So we're going to start out talking <laughs> right. about, give you a little update slash mm, some things to look out for coming out of Sundance. So, you know, Sundance has been going on for a few days now and everybody's there. It's really interesting because um, I was scrolling my Instagram feed and I was like, whoa, all of my Sundance posts are from black people. And it was like a moment. I had a moment. I was like, wow, this is the black folks have taken on Sundance hardcore this year. And there there's a lot of cool projects coming out. Just going to mention a few that have shown and are coming up and that people are kind of chattering about. So you guys make sure you're keeping your eye out as they sort of get you know, distribution, hopefully, and spread around the cities uh, later this year. But first up, we have one of the most exciting things that many of us were talking about. Everybody was super excited last year about Hustlers. It's like, oh, stripper movie, what happened? What's going on? J-Lo going to be naked. Well, there's one more stripper movie that a lot of us have been waiting on. If y'all don't remember about five years ago, on Twitter, there was an amazing Twitter feed from a young lady who had an experience with another stripper that basically she told the story of her road trip with this other stripper down to Florida where she ran it. There was pimps, there was gangsters, there was sex trafficking, there was people getting beat up, people getting shot, there were drugs, it was everything going on and she told the whole story over like a few, it was like, uh, I forget how many uh, tweets it was. It was but like it was, 150. It was like 150, yeah, like it was like, like that. but she told yeah. that entire trip story and they have finally gotten this movie to the big screen. It is starring Taylor Page and Riley Keough, and it is called Zola. So you guys, keep listening, keep your Google alerts on, because <laughs> when this movie comes out, it you need to flock to the theaters. I hear there's a lot of creative uh, filmmaking happening in this movie, just kind of the way they break the fourth wall and how they're dealing wow. with um, text messages and things like that, just in terms of creative. They did a, I've heard great things. They did a really good job. It's a, a black woman director. I think her name is pronounced, and I'm going to probably mess this up, Janisha Bravo. But she's a black woman director. She's out here. She brought it to us, and I'm excited. This was number one on my list when I was waiting. For I, I, I felt so the excitement from it was number you. Number one on my list because the Twitter feed. Like I can remember, like calling friends. Like we were yes. talking about yeah. this Twitter feed for so long, and then I remember the stories about how they were trying to figure out: Can you option a Twitter feed? Like how does that work? This is right. New territory. Like for it's us. new territory. <laughs> right. So it kind of just fits in this whole new digital world that we're in, and it's super fun and exciting. So you guys make sure you keep your ears out and check that out. Um, um, another movie 
coming that has gotten a lot of attention is called Charm City Kings, starring Will Catlett and mm. Meek Mill. Mm. And it's an urban drama about kids growing up in Baltimore and sort of dirt bike culture. And they're kind of, uh, they're saying it's um, sort of a homage playback to the energy of Boys in the Hood, wow. Juice, those types of films. So we're going to You gotta get, love Juice. You gotta and love and Juice. So. Juice. It's a, you know, it's a, it's a coming of age sort of story and drama. There's tragedy. There's all of that. We got Tiana Paris in it as well. So keep your eye out. All those black leads, young black kids growing up on the screen. I mean, we got some exciting things coming there. Um, also, Dee Reese, who directed Mudbound, if you guys don't remember, Mudbound uh-huh. had Mary J. Blige yep, in it. It was freaking that. brilliant. Yeah. Yes, it was. She is back again, and she has directed a film called The Last Thing He Wanted, and it's starring Anne Hathaway and Ben Affleck wow. and Willem Dafoe. So I was hmm. super excited because I thought, whoa, that's a cast. That's a, that's a serious cast. Yeah. <laughs> that's a cast. Yeah. And after being snubbed for her work on Mudbound, right. I was excited to see that she's working with this talent and interested to see how the story goes out. It's about some running arms in Central America wow. and uh, journalism and uh, trying to get stories out about that. It's suspense. There's drama. There's action. I'm excited. Can't wait to hear and yeah. see what's up with that. And last but not least, I'm going to bring up Bad Hair. Bad hair is coming from Justin Simeon. You guys know him from Dear White People. This is a comedy horror story about a sister who had to get a weave to succeed in life. And turns out, it turns out, y'all, that the weave has a mind of its own. Oh. So, don't they all? Don't they as all? they do. Oh. I already want to see that. I'll be I have no idea what, how they, what they are doing. Like, I'm like, is the weave going to be running around the streets? Like those old school horror like, movies like the, in the, like, the, the 50s? Donut. The like the blob and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah the killer around the corner. Like, oh, right. what's hap- right. I have no idea what's going to happen. I just know that I'm so ready. And I, I've it. heard from friends that it was quite enjoyable. So I'm excited, you guys. Make sure, like I said, turn them Google Alerts on. Yes. Because we have a lot of content. And that's just a few items from the list. There were lots of wow. films. Uh, coming through. Uh, Lena Waithe also showed her TV show that's yeah. coming up on BET called yeah. 20s. There's just so much content right now to keep your eye out for and make sure you're supporting because we people of color are making waves, guys. Yeah. And it's taking a moment to get it's here. It's taking I mean, a while. Know, is, I've been going to Sundance for a long time and I remember being completely, feeling completely alone there. Yeah. And then, you know, we kind of hit critical mass. There was a group called Black House that was fun, yes. founded, yeah. which has done tremendous work. I'm on the board, I'm proud to say. And we have worked with Sundance hand-in-hand to develop a platform that made people feel comfortable, to let them know the doors were open, and now here we are with all this. Mm-hmm. With all this. I can't take credit for the creativity. As I say, we get to we, thank you, know, you we, as no, part of helping get no, it up there. No, no, no. We thank it, them. But it's just, you know, it's, it's really them. It's yeah. really them. But them knowing the doors were open, now look what's happened. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 we're having a creative renaissance right yes. now. Yeah. And I also beautiful. think that it's wonderful that it shows an example of new ideas. Mm-hmm. Like somebody can get a movie made by tweeting. It, 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 yeah. To me, it's really inspiring that just tell your story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And that's it. Tell yeah. your story. And our voices are being heard. Because I think so many times in the past, it's been just a narrow mm-hmm. you know, view of what a black person is. Exactly. Yes. We are very varied yes. and I love that. And we're getting away from the, what did someone call it, the tort trauma fetish of certain films. Oh, yes. Yes. And we're, we're opening yeah. all kinds of other stories now which yes. I think is brilliant. Yes. Yeah. And, and we've 100%. talked about it on the show a couple of times. I mean, yes, we there are many 
forms of, for example, slavery stories that still right. can be told, right. uh, and we're open to that. But there is a lot of layers to us right. that we that, like. This shows that we can talk about so many different things yes. that need to be out there, and people need to see right. those stories as for well. Sure. Right. And we're also coming off of another year of Oscars So White, so this is promising for the years to come, or the next couple of years at yeah. least, of these projects being put out there and picked up and we mm -hmm. get to see them on the screen or on the small screen, whatever that may yeah. be. And whatever screen it is, that's the other thing. Even reading the list and kind of reading about what um, each movie or project is about, mm -hmm. it actually got me excited to want to go to the movies. Yeah. 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 I was yes. like, ooh, I actually want to go to, I hope, yeah. I mean, that doesn't mean they're all be at the movies. They might right. end up on Netflix. I don't know. Yeah. But it made me excited to want to go see <laughs> a movie. Like, that's the new movie. I mean, yeah. it Netflix is. is it really movies. is. It is. However, I would like some more big screen stuff you. that's not yeah. The Avengers. Even though I enjoy The Avengers, like, it would be awesome like, to just see Avengers. some more. I do. I I'm ready them. for some sci-fi, some fantasy. Some fantasy. Yeah, I need some fantasy. Some Octavia Butler. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yes. And I just have to say, because there's one, there's a period piece that Tessa Thompson is in. Mm. Um, it's uh, taking place in the 50s, and it's like a love story, love triangle. I'm just like, I'm so excited to yeah. see a period piece with two black leads, like, yes. about a romantic affair. Like, that's, you know, it's not about slavery. It's not about, like, an yes. So I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm we deserve that. We deserve it's it. It's time. We deserve it, guys. <laughs> we deserve it. Well... Uh, moving on, Ooh. somebody who maybe deserves to get smacked. I don't know. You can decide what you feel about <laughs> this. Uh, Mr. Terry Crews was blowing up our airwaves this week <clears throat> because, you know, he was out chatting with the Today Show. And as expected, one would expect that he would get asked about the situation on America's Got Talent with Gabrielle Union. For those of you that don't know, Gabrielle Union basically has accused America's Got Talent of sexism, racism, and basically just a hostile, disgusting work oh. environment that she didn't want to be part of. And she feels like that was probably why she was let go, because she made complaints about these things. So on the Today Show, Terry was there talking about something, and they said, hey, bruh, what you think about this? Do you think that it was racist and sexist and all of these things? Terry had to go on to say that he never experienced racism there. However, he can't speak to sexism. But then he had to continue his statement and say the following, quote, it was the most diverse place I have ever been in my 20 years of entertainment. Mm. And so everybody took that as him kind of, you know, throwing Gab under the bus, not really supporting her. She has since tweeted the following, quote, can someone please ask about what happens to all that diversity oh. folks are talking about behind the scenes? Like, legit, where the hell is all the diversity in the production, though, homie? She was talking to Terry. <laughs> and she went on to I say, in the decision-making ranks who control the fate of the diversity in front of the camera, man, we all agreed to let the investigation be completed before speaking, but if we go don't do this, ooh, oh baby, let's go. So basically, she was clearly <laughs> upset. Supposedly, they all agreed they weren't gonna talk about it until the investigation was done. But Terry's out running his mouth, and he oh. then responded to her tweet because he still couldn't shut it down and just be quiet and accept that maybe you just don't need to say nothing else. He tweeted the next comment saying, "There is only one woman on earth I have to please. Her name is Rebecca. Oh boy, not my mother, my sister, my daughters, or coworkers. I will let their husbands, boyfriends, partners take care of them." Rebecca gives me wings. So he used his wife Ooh. to shield him. A little bit. That's a little bit of a shield. Yes. Behavior. Yes. So yeah. were you guys upset that he made these comments or bothered? or? My mother always said, if you don't have anything nice to say, <laughs> 
don't say anything at all. I just think he should have just not said anything. Last time I checked, he's not a woman, so. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. I feel like there is a process that was in, in that was mm-hmm. happening, and that's all he should have referenced these people back mm-hmm. to. Yeah, anything else is starting trouble. Yeah, I 100% agree. I don't understand. There's a lot of debate about whether or not uh, uh, black women, because this sort of spiraled the conversation on social media about black women feeling like they're constantly having to support black men Mm -hmm. in their times of need and they are there for them and they're supported them. But black men literally drop black women on the curb. Like, anytime anything happens to us, they don't have our backs in the same way. Do you guys feel that exactly? I mean, well, well, first, just to comment on this, I mean, listen, if Terry's experience was different from Gabrielle's, that's not his fault, but on the flip side, just be quiet. You know, just don't... Exactly. don't say anything. Don't comment on that, you know. And then Just don't also, say anything. Don't say anything. And the problem yeah. also is that uh, they've said in the past that Gabrielle supported Terry when he yes, was he going did. through his his situation right. uh, and his, his accusations, and she supported him. So it's like, okay, bro, like you know, <laughs> you got to pay a it forward. Shady. You know, that's I mean, a little shady. And, look, and listen, I mean, you know, race and sex aside, this is a tough business. Yeah. Yes. yes. Period. We all need to support one another. Yes. But then yes. when you throw these extra aspects in, because I always say we're in a business where we're required to have diversity people because it's not coming naturally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If it was natural, we would not have to have departments and people saying, do this this way, because we'd already be doing it. So exactly. Right. We know there's a problem. It's an institutional <laughs> problem, and people are recognizing it, but it's taken you know, somebody, a whole department to make you do the right thing. Yes. Instead of hiring people and moving people in a direction where there's enough critical mass of every gender, every type of sexuality, every type of race, so that we don't have these problems. Mm-hmm. I think that's a bigger question, which is that this whole business needs to look at itself and open the doors a bit more. A hundred percent agree. Yeah. I wish I could come up with, like, <clears throat> I tried to come up with why Terry would have said anything. Like, I was trying to be the devil's advocate. <laughs> Cannot speak I for tried, I couldn't but, succeed. Yeah. Like, yeah, I couldn't, I and, I, and I usually can find an angle yeah. on something, and I just couldn't find the angle on this. I yeah. just couldn't figure out why you would do that. I simply hope that Rebecca. That's true. You know, I really like, did why? try. Like, why? Because you had so many outs. It could have been no comment. It could have been, you know what? It's under investigation. We're yeah. not going to talk about that right now, but keep it moving. I like, mean, it, I could it, even it, accept it if he said, listen, that wasn't my experience on the show, but I have empathy for what she went through on this. And if this, if this is her reality, <laughs> this should definitely be, yeah. you know, taken care of or, or investigated further. You know, whatever. Yeah. Even in general, you know. But just to kind of, even the, and the wife coming was the one that kind of threw me, just made yeah. me look at I hope eye. Rebecca gave him wings and smacked him on the back of the yeah, head. So, <laughs> like, right. And up. I hope she doesn't respond now. No, so, I'm, sure she won't. Yeah. Just, I'm sure she that won't. Just, that just, would just, 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 just leave it now. Leave it now. No. It's, it's out there you in guys, the universe. Twitter is amazing. We got content. We got Zola. But sometimes you just need to put your phone down. down. Yeah. Twitter, yes. Twitter wars are like the rap wars of the straight up the 80s. Roxanne, the real Roxanne. Roxanne Sean. That's why I don't have I don't go on Twitter. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. A, it's a special space. It's a special, it's a special, special space. space. Yes. yes. All right. Well, we're gonna move on to our EUR Web Story Spotlight of the Week. We don't, we don't have our sound effects today, Jayla. That's okay. okay All right, let's remix that, Jayla. <laughs> Give me that again. EUR Web Story Spotlight of the Week. There you go, girl. That's what I'm talking about. All right, so this is still hard for me to talk about uh, as we talk about social media and we just talk about media as a whole. Uh, We lost one of our huge 
basketball and just icons of of of, of now uh, Kobe Bryant, uh, unfortunately, with his daughter Gigi and seven other people in a helicopter plane crash last Sunday. It's uh, still hard for me to really talk about this, yeah. but um, there has been you know a lot of information that's come out now about what happened, and they're still investigating um, the helicopter and and obviously lives were lost. And and one thing that has been a big big subject matter is that I don't know how you guys found out, but I, among many others, found out, well, A, through mm. Courtney, actually. Uh, <laughs> and, breaking news. Breaking news yeah. and uh, via TMZ. Yeah. So, um, you know, TMZ was one of the first people, as they always or usually are, mm-hmm. one of the first outlets or, or networks and, and media sources to present information like this. And a lot of people are very upset this time because of the fact that they feel like TMZ jumped the gun too much because when I went on the Google and after Courtney had, had contacted me Sunday morning, I couldn't find anything about it. There was a, a one little line at the bottom of, the, of of Google that said TMZ reports the tragedy with Kobe oh, Bryant. Right. I clicked on it and it's the first article there. No other outlet, NBC, ABC, C- CNN, nothing was showing this information. And people are upset because they feel that a lot of the outlets have come on to say now the reason they didn't report the information is because the families of, of, of the people in the plane or the helicopter had not been contacted yet. So people are very much upset. They've started a, a 300, uh, 300K plus signing signed petition calling for the cancellation now of TMZ oh. because of this information being put out before the families could be contacted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you guys feel about that? And... Wow. You know, it's it's a it's a heavy subject. That's a heavy subject. Yeah. I mean, we're still sorry. You wanna, no, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> I mean, because we're still in the middle of mourning yeah. this great figure, but I have to say that I find it indecent. Mm. Yeah, that that all these people got that information. That information was circulated about these families yeah. and their children before they were even notified by the authorities. Yeah. The LAPD has come out against this. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And, and they, they, I think they used the same words, that it was indecent, it was indecent, appalling, yeah. that these people were not given the opportunity to process this. And of course we're talking about a public figure whose family needed to start working on protecting the legacy as well. Yeah. And all this, you know, because we've already got people going ape on this thing. Oh, sure. right, right. So I, I just, I, I don't, I think it's unforgivable. I, yeah. You know, I really do. And I think the public will take their take make their make their moves do you think that the show should be canceled um i think the public will make that decision okay i, I really you know we will leave it to that the, the oh mass God, Stephen, I, yeah. that was very yeah. unterry cruz of you good answer Stephen. very unterry cruz of you i'm learning <laughs> and you know he said that uh they had permission from the family and i just that just sounds very vague because, yeah. like, or his people. It's I just doubt. Unless that, it was Vanessa, right. who are the people? Yeah, right. some, the some guy with the, the right. with a yeah. Kobe jersey on. Yeah. Right. I mean, like, who is that? And I just doubt that moments after her husband's tragic ending, she was like, "Yeah, sure, go ahead, That's talk not about the place. it." It just yeah. doesn't seem. We're talking about the LA true. Times. We're talking about an exactly. official story. Yeah. We're talking about giving an exclusive to a reporter who will handle it sensitively, exactly. yeah. not to put it on TMZ which is all about roasting and, and, and turning people's reality yeah. Yeah. for profit yeah it's true yeah it's real life like it's yeah. a real family member I just can't imagine you know because these people were not famous I mean can you imagine finding out that your child had oh, died yeah. from yeah. TMZ I, yeah. I just don't I don't, no. I don't I have no respect for that and, no. and that's no. I think that's what makes it harder because I feel like it, whatever permission they got 
it probably just came from a Kobe camp, where whoever exactly. that was. Right. But the issue was it wasn't just Kobe and his daughter. Exactly. There were all these other families that had no Nine idea. Nine people and total. Just, yeah. And they had to, within all the processes to, identi- to officially identify, identify these people had yes. to go, be gone through. Yes. Yeah. And there ha- we, I don't know, I feel like we're, in a, we're, you know, we go back to this Twitter thing. We are in such an immediate culture right yeah. now. Sometimes it's hard to even realize that you need to put the brakes yeah. on to actually. Yes. It's true. Well, that was, my, that was my next, like, thought process, because I was trying to again see the other side <laughs> and understand because for me at the same time I'm like well TMZ is what we've made it I, I was, we've accepted yes. and wanted that information yes. at that speed being the first like true. that's the what that's the culture as we have chosen to let it and right. allow it to operate right. Right. so why should they be punished for doing what we've yeah. basically set them up to do and accept it and I, so, because initially, my initial reaction, obviously, I was like, oh my God, because I, couldn't, I couldn't function, and right. I don't even know right. him. I didn't exactly. even like him. He beat Ellen Iverson. I yeah. hated him. <laughs> like, I <laughs> Silly, yes. <laughs> so, and, and to, to imagine that, like, that is how the information was received, I, it, I can't even fathom. I just yeah. can't fathom it. Yeah. However, at the same time, on the outside being objective, this is these are the decisions that we have made as a culture, and these this are the practices that, that we true. have made acceptable in right. multiple other circumstances. Right. So maybe this is a watershed moment where we we, we gotta we, decide. We, 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 we have to decide. We have to, yeah. yeah. Because we're moving to the 21st century, and maybe we do need to take a look at slowing things down yeah. once yeah. in a while, yeah. and actually understanding that this that these quick decisions have. Uh, long, profound long reactions long that could last for decades. Consequences. Yeah. Consequences. Yeah. 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 yeah, for sure. Yeah, I was going to say, it's kind of like the battle back and forth when I saw the petition of where I was at with it because I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, but I'm also one of those people that look at TMZ to get the quick information. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, this is just unfortunately is someone who is a icon and people feel differently about it because of how it affected the family. But if it was someone who got into, you know, a, I don't know, some other situation of, of celeb fight, I would look at TMZ for this quick information. Right. And everyone now, I mean, you know, every young person is looking at quick information. What can I get quick? How do I look at this for two seconds? That's why their TV shows don't even last as long anymore, because now we want seven minutes of information, right. you know, six minutes of information. That's why Quibi can be a thing. Quibi, because right. exactly. Quibi, exactly why Quibi can be a thing. <laughs> yeah. To your point, exactly. it's, it's, it's a cultural response. Exactly. It's a cultural right. response. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And, and also, it's we don't necessarily go to TMZ for ethical news. Right. Right. No, let's be honest. So. It's the opposite. <laughs> yeah. right. Right. It's a kind of a dirty little it's, it is. thing. Yeah. But it's always accurate. However, it's, it's always very accurate. accurate. We've yeah, watched, but we've true. watched people suffer through addiction. We've watched marriages fall apart. Yeah. And we've been entertained by that. Yes. Yeah. I think this maybe this is a, a wake-up call for everybody. Yeah. So that's that's my feeling on that. Do I think they should be canceled? No. Do I think that there should be a a, a little bit of a, a slap on the wrist and it, a, a big slap on the wrist? Yes. Because if I was, like you guys were saying, if I was the family member and that's how I found out. I mean, mm-hmm. there was even rumors about Rick Fox going around. Yes. Around, that, was know, yes. that was yes. horrible. <laughs> and his daughters found out oh. you know, yeah. on TMZ. Yeah. You know, so it's like, and it wasn't even him. You know, on the on the helicopter. So it's just like. When is it going to stop? And it's only going to get worse. But you just yeah. said a slap, a big slap on the wrist. Yeah. What could what that, that possibly mean? be in a world where news is monetized and it, news, is for, is, it news is for profit? Is like, it a huge fine? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. You're right. I don't know what tough. that means. That's. I don't know what, what do that we means. Do? It, you know. I don't know. What do we? Do? I think there will be a cultural response. It'll be curious to see what yeah. people what people decide. See, and it's so funny it. because then the the cynical part of me is like, well, it'll last for about. 
another oh, yeah. week, and then we won't we'll forget yeah. that yeah. that's what they did. I mean, we won't forget the Kobe thing. I don't even know well, I mean, if that'll ever be out. Remember but, the Diana, yeah. the Diana Princess Diana yes. response? Oh yeah, and they were like, "We're going to take these cheap tabloids off the counter." Off the counter, they're, yeah. they're not there anymore. Yeah, but I don't know if it's yeah. changed anything. The yeah. tabloid, the tabloid mindset has moved. Still there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some, yeah. it just went online. It just went online. So they, yeah, and now we'd have to even verify it. Yeah. If it's online, it's true. We're doomed. Yeah, we're doomed. Well, we we here at BHL, we just want to offer a huge condolence, condolences to Kobe's family, to all the victims on the helicopter. I I can't even imagine this is this is going to be something that we're talking about twenty years from now, and we'll remember that moment of where you were at when you found out this news. So, uh, you know, we we want to offer our, our most. Big, or biggest condolences and prayers to the family. So, sure. um, yes. But yes, as this story develops. All right, uh, we're going to go on to our last story of the day, which <laughs> is also developing. Uh, get it light. Yeah, we're going to get it light. Uh, it I'm not even really sure how to transition <laughs> into this. To you know, what you just like say, how I did that to you. Know, you, know, yeah, you just say fried chicken. We're going to go <laughs> into, you know, uh, other things affecting people around the world uh, is Popeye's chicken. Chicken! Um, and now they've, you know, listen, there was a craze about a month ago about the chicken sandwich. Yes, I bought, it was I brought crazy. a couple on the show. We ate them on the we show, We ate them guys. on the show. I had to stand in line for like we an hour. I heard that. Was it good? I'm it not going to lie to you. It, it was, was good. good. <laughs> it needs it a little good. bit more salt. It was okay, amazing. Wait, can we talk about the fact her. that a fried chicken fast food company has tapped into popular culture? Oh, yes. Pop this culture. is kind of unprecedented. It's unprecedentedly brilliant. Okay. Whatever they And I kind of hood chicken place too yes. you know what I mean like, not even, it's not like it's like bougie chicken you know what I'm saying like there's no Popeyes in Beverly Hills right, right. there's no Popeyes in Beverly Hills now yeah. it may be soon now but you know the Popeyes you know, I you remember know, you know they drive in over the hill like right. we gonna go get this Popeyes right. let's right. go to Popeyes for a day or right. drive like we've heard about right. this sandwich right you, well you know that that happened how do you get you it you know that happened you can have them delivered so it's okay you have, yeah it's so okay that's Postmates now that's Postmates now yes exactly yes <laughs> so well, bad. not only did they have a bomb chicken, they now are adding clothing yes. to their so uh, to their to their <laughs> offerings. Again, I'm not uh, mad. <laughs> no, so based to that, so basically, what they're adding <laughs> they is a, a clothing line. After a Twitter story, a Twitter user pointed out the similarities between Beyonce's newly released Adidas collection and some of the kind of clothing that they were That's creating for. Uh-huh. For it, actually, the clothing was really created for Popeyes Foundation, uh, called Popeyes Fa- Foundation Family Fund, where it provides food and support to communities in need and victims of natural disasters. So that's typically that's, the good that's, that's, that's why it was yeah. actually and, 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 and imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. Very true. true. But Very true. There are limits. Yeah. There are limits. But you know, listen, people are now talking about the Popeyes clothing. They, they you can buy an oversized jacket. You can get a crew neck T-shirt, a polo, sweatshirt. <laughs> Shirts. They come in burgundy and that. orange, so that's where the Beyonce colors came yes. in. Now they got the employees doing different social media posts with Beyonce, their is, best Beyonce posts. Oh, wow. But you know what? Good for them this for, for jumping on that social media. Show? Right. <laughs> right. I should have brought some sandwiches in today. I you really should have. You're not <laughs> on your job. But Beyonce, not, Beyonce should come in. out with a chicken sandwich now. There you go. Right. That's true. Right. They should team up and come up with a blue ivy sandwich. Special sandwich on the menu. Ivy sandwich to support the charity. That's, that's a good it. idea. They okay, really I should. She has her family's from Louisiana 
as well. There you so go. Right. They That's could true. probably upgrade the spicing. You know? That's true. You That's know? true. You know? Get, get it on your level. <laughs> right. right. Exactly. Right. Be a little bit more sauce than Popeye's. And then Jay-Z's going to call uh, Carl's du- Jr. Right. <laughs> to get the Brock away. Right. Let's put it all together. Right. Let's bring White Castle into it. Making of the minds right here. Yes. Yeah, no. We're yeah. giving we need out to me. This might be an idea. Wait, but I think McDonald's is already running their own clothing line too. I think. I, th- I think they are. I don't know about. Are they um, really? I think they. I'm are. wearing. I'm wearing one of them. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> I thought that looked familiar. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And, well, you know, I didn't want to, you know, brag. <laughs> it looks good though, Stevie. You wear it well. Thank you man. so you much. You wear it well. <laughs> Uh, listen, if they can capitalize on this, good for them. And you know if it's I mean? helping somebody, even better. Yes. Yeah, and it's helping yes. people. Yes. So, yes. and oh, the for prices sure. range from ten dollars to forty dollars. So even okay, better. So it's because more of us can't afford so Ivy Park. So right. You can afford to look at a hamper. <laughs> <laughs> And a chicken sandwich. Get you a chicken sandwich. Real talk. The 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 lowest thing on the uh, price range is almost less than what the meal costs. But <laughs> you know, if you get like a full sandwich and fries or That's a little side, true. it's like twelve dollars now. Or you get the meal. It's like ten. It's a lot of money. You spend twelve dollars for a meal at Popeyes. It's like ten. Oh, but that's for one person, one person or two people. That's one. One, one person. Sandwich one. And that's, not a, that's not it's a bargain. Like sandwich side and a drink. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so fast food is getting expensive. It's like ten dollars. It's going to be cheaper to go vegetarian. You know, right? <laughs> yeah. I would think I'm it was saying. like six bucks, maybe. No, the days of six bucks Happy Meals and all that stuff are over. That is crazy. The little twelve dollars on a two ninety nine Six ninety nine. You just getting the the six piece. Nuggets. Oh my That's god! It. So now college kids are going in debt just for education as well as to eat. Because good lord, how to do you eat bad food? food. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. my! So that's why they have those little dollar menus. Sometimes you can get a little cheeseburger. Yes. You know, yeah. Well, they fry. do still have dollar. Some menus. of those That's places good. do. I don't okay. know about Popeyes, but oh, the know. other places do. All right, well, good for you, Popeyes. You know, <laughs> congratulations! Congratulations! They should and, send uh, us some of the free wardrobe. That's free right. wardrobe. Yeah. I will wear the jacket, and people be like, "Oh, you got Ivy Park, y'all, y'all." All right, and Beyonce, sure do. If Beyonce takes ideas, send us a little check, you know? Just yes. a little bit. A little bit. If she gets bit. that sandwich. I know, right? <laughs> All right. Now on to you guys. Oh, Pass the chicken. Oh, my God. Now on to you guys and what you are working on. Yes. And you have, well, let's just start with you. You have a one-woman play right now. And yes. Let me, let me get that title correct here. That title is The Long Goodbye. Yes. And it is a, the, the, the kind of theme around it is, Alzheimer's, correct? Yes, it is. But it is, I want to say, it's the funniest show you'll see about Alzheimer's because Alzheimer's, there's a lot of humor, and if you don't laugh, you will just fall over and die. Mm -hmm. And both of my parents, the reason I said long goodbye, both my parents had early onset Alzheimer's. So Mm. my dad passed away in his 60s. So most of my adult life, I've been dealing with this disease but the tagline is a mother who can't remember a daughter who can't forget and it's really about how this horrible disease helped heal our fractured relationship Mm. you know my mother was a high achiever to whom much is given much is required kind of lady (laughs) and um yeah thought I should have a weave so I could succeed, all of that. But it really served for me to see, like, she's my hero now. Mm -hmm. And I think I wanted to just share the story of forgiveness in a funny way. So, How long did it take you to create the entire project? Oh, my gosh. 
Were I've you, been working on this show for probably seven years. Wow. Seven, yeah, about seven years. Um, I was living in Tokyo. I was singing, having a good time. I came to visit, and I was like, something is wrong with her. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just kind of spiraled into a crazy Grey Gardens kind of situation where, um, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't leave her. And I would, every day I'd be like, this, this is a movie. This yeah. is a movie. My mom went into an assisted living. She was the only person of color. And it was interesting because she has a PhD. And when we got there, they called her by her first name. But then, you know, Mr. Dr. Bob over in the corner, he's Dr. Bob by every single person. So little little things like that where I'm like, where are all of the African-Americans who are suffering from mm-hmm. this disease? And how do you pay for this kind of care? If she didn't have a pension, I don't, there would be no way. Yeah, I, d- yeah. I have no idea, you know, what would happen. But what she did that was hilarious is my mother was still able to call Bud's Pools and (laughs) get a contract to have spas in every apartment in the assisted living facility. (laughs) They came with a contract and they said, we're here to retrofit the apartments. And they present this contract and they're like, he's like, Dr. Rochester ordered them. And they're like, she's a resident here. And when I asked her, she said, well, I just thought if I could have one, then everybody could have one. (laughs) So there's some funny moments to just how it all works. What made you decide to go with a one-woman show type style instead of, you know, a film script or a multi-act play? It's interesting because... I, it, a lot of people have said that it reads like a play and it reads like a so like a, a, a it's, it, it has a kind of cinematic feel but I'm always imitating people mm-hmm. and I I've been imitating my mother since I was in the fourth grade and the teacher called home and you know asked to speak to her and I'm like yes this is she <laughs> <laughs> she did what no I will talk to her, and that won't happen again. I mean, I just... So I think it's just my my storytelling style. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I have a lot of fun with her. I know her very well. I would imagine that you probably had some healing as well by doing this. So cathartic. Yeah. There is actually one scene where my mother curses me out, and I get life from it mm. because I'm able to kind of see through the lens that a lot of times we're not able to when, you know, it's a parent. You see your your parent as a parent, not as a person, Mm -hmm. not as a human being. So I'm happy that I got to know her. And really, I was talking about my mom to one of my friends. This is really what happened. And I was just talking talking about my mother like a dog. And my girlfriend was like, your mom is the reason that I went to college. She was the principal of my high school, and she said, oh, Mega, come here. Where are you going to college? And she said, I didn't get in, so I guess I'm going nowhere. And she said the very next day, they called and said they had reconsidered my application because your mother called. Mm, And so every time I tried to get sympathy for my plight, I would find something else out 
about my mother. She affected so many yeah. other people yeah. besides yourself. She did. Yeah. She did. Wow. And so, wow. yeah. Well, you've uh, you've you've got some great body of work. I mean, you've been on a lot of the shows that I love: Law and Order, SUV, Boardwalk Empire, Cold Case. You <laughs> yeah. know. So, what have been some of your favorite things to work on? And what's outside of the this one woman show? What's next for you? Well, what's next is I really want to, I think, bring awareness to what it looks like to have someone be demented. Mm -hmm. Because it's such a slow and subtle process. I'd love to do a tour, to do talks, to just educate uh, the public on just little nuances. Because a person doesn't just fall apart all at once. They're little things. And we all forget our keys. Mm -hmm. You know, we all you know, may forget someone's name, but as it progresses, you know, it can have tragic results financially. Mm-hmm. Um, families can just fall apart. So that's one aspect. And of course, I love the stage. So, <laughs> <laughs> But I'm also passionate about, you know, what, what I'm passionate about. Yeah. And I think it's a wonderful vehicle, you know, to tell stories. And the show is actually yeah. tomorrow night at the White Fire Theater. Yes, tomorrow night. Come check her out. Yes, yes. there's Here only 15 LA. tickets left. Hey. Oh, she's selling them out, <laughs> y'all. You gotta get them quick. Yes. Get them quick. Yes. Well, congratulations. Thank you so much. Yes. All right, Stephen. Yes. yes. You're a veteran in this industry as I well. I am indeed. Oh. I've been here since. The year 1900. Wow. <laughs> you look great. Black, black don't crack. Pretty much. Don't crack. <laughs> Pretty much. What are you drinking? You are the founding, Human exactly. Human <laughs> you are the founding partner of Alta Global Media, yes. and you produce some amazing work. You got Netflix. You got the uh, solo piece of Rodney King's yes. story. Uh, you work with Spike Lee on several things as well. Yes, I have. And uh, you started out in this game at Paradigm, right? Yes, yes I did. As a, were you an agent? I was an agent trainee. Okay. But I, I grew up in the Bay Area and I, I wound up working in finance a little bit to, you know, please Ooh. my high-achieving father. <laughs> yeah, I was listening exactly. to her like, this sounds like my dad. <laughs> um, we know these we know these dragon parents very well, and they are right to and push. And they are right. Because, yes. you know, when, when you get finished having somebody put you through boot camp, you're ready for all the rest you're of the for That's yeah. it. And it really it's true. I, mean, true. I, I didn't I didn't I didn't really understand what my father was doing to me until I got here and I thought oh, these exactly. people they're little games they're trying to run. You don't know anything. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, so I wanted I worked in banking and finance when I was in college. And uh, but always in the back of my mind I wanted to be in film. Yeah. And then one day I literally just woke up and said, I'm out of here. And I had a series of going away parties and I wound up Saying anybody you know, even anybody from Hollywood, bring the bring the bring. And one girl showed up. One girl showed up and said, "You know, when you come to LA, call me. I work in a casting office." I didn't know from Hollywood, so she, I got here and she's like, uh, "Yeah, you know, there's a job open at this agency. Uh, tell them we sent you." So I went in there. I was like, "I'm getting this job." I, she sent me. They're like, "Great. When can you start?" I'm like, "Tomorrow." They're like, "Okay." So wow. the, I was literally in LA for like. Two weeks and I wound up getting a job at this agency. Wow, that's wow. a great story. That's so that was you know, crazy, deal. and then it just kind of took on a life of its own. I wound up working there for two years, and then I got an offer to become a manager with Helen Sugland, who represents Lawrence Fishburne, Eric Stoltz, Blair Underwood at the time. I've never heard of any of those people. Ooh, uh, I know, like, I know. I was oh, so unfortunate was, to work yeah. with such you know. small folks. <laughs> and Helen, Helen's an amazing black woman who's currently producing Blackish with with Lawrence. Yes, and she's a, she's she is the veteran. She is amazing. Um, and I'd started the theater company at the same time, 
you know, again. And because, uh, you know, when you're in your 20s, you can do these things. You can. And uh, like, I miss those days. But I would leave, leave those jobs and then go and work in theater. And I wound up producing a show with a group called Culture Clash. Ooh. And we wound up getting an offer for a series. And they're like, you should quit your job and manage us and work on the show with us. So I'm like, yeah, that's a good idea. So I took that ride and did three seasons with them. Wow. And then they introduced me to an artist, Roger Ginver-Smith, who had worked with Spike Lee many, many times. And he had this solo show that he wanted to do about Huey Newton, the founder I of the Black Panther Party. Yes, at the Painted yes. Party. Yes. Yes. And I was like, yes. I'm from Oakland. Let's do <laughs> this. Right. So we did the show and you know, we took it around the country, around the world, really. Yep. And then Spike directed it as the first piece of original content for stars. And it kind of, you know, we won a Peabody and we did like mm-hmm. literally 52 film festivals and really kicked me into gear as a real producer. producer. And then, uh, you know, I produced a lot of indies with Roger and other things and started the film finance uh, coming full circle to Dad's ways. <laughs> a film finance consultancy with a, fi- with, a, with a film finance attorney and started bringing in, you know, international clients from around the world wow. you know, who wanted to access Hollywood. And then uh, through that, got on the radar of a French VFX house called Booth. They're the oldest ones in Paris. And I brought them, you know, sequence in Avatar, half the effects on Thor. We did wow. Life of Pi, Dark Knight, Dark Shadows, Green Lantern. We had a oh. crazy, crazy, crazy run. So I got to do all that mad studio stuff and learn that intricacy. But, you know, the blur between L.A. and Paris got to be kind of... As glamorous as it sounded, it was like, I don't think my brain's going <laughs> to last another minute. So I, I was like, let me just parachute into L.A. And that's when I started really focusing on... on keeping the international thing but making it more centered here yeah. and uh, have you know again worked with Spike again on the Rodney King piece we did recently and um, partnered with a gentleman by the name of Theo DeMont who is a great marketing expert yeah. and we are now representing at, either for marketing or for management and slash production all these companies from around the world wow, wow. So we've got, we got a lot oh, going on that's a great, that's like great like ride that's continuing I've I'm been on the like... phone since 6.30 this morning oh, we're wow. glad you're here yes I'm glad you got in <laughs> London, Tel Aviv blah 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 we've, had, we've covered it all but before noon is there is, what I like about your story too is that you've kind of come from a 360 kind of approach to things and you, you, you cover a variety of different areas do you like management more or producing more? You know, I find them. I find that the clients I gravitate towards, especially with the companies or the writer directors, there's an automatic connection between management moving towards production. Yeah. So it's really about stages. <laughs> yeah. So we're we're always looking towards moving us ourselves into making something else happen. Yeah. As opposed to like knocking on a door for somebody else to decide. Yeah. Oh. So that's 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 my big uh, thing. Is like the more we can do for ourselves, the better. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. So. so, because, okay, you've sort of been at all the steps in every layer, especially in like the film world. So, young people coming up, lots of filmmakers. We have all, we just talked about all these great ideas that yes. kids are having. And it's like we've, the technology has allowed us to sort of be able to create these amazing things, but getting those next steps to, you know, whether it's how do you get it represented? How do you get distribution? Mm-hmm. How do you like really make it? an entire career situation, what pointers would you give to up-and-coming folks? I would like to develop, I would like to see, because we're talking about this, there's this theme running through this whole conversation today, Mm -hmm. I would love to see more people behind the scene and and, and learning how how important and how exciting all that is. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, it would be great to have, like, critical mass of lots and lots of people doing distribution Mm -hmm. as black people. Yes. And, 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 uh, 
you know, I can't do everything. None of us can do everything, but we can certainly work together if we have mm-hmm. that. Um, I think that what I'd like to do is encourage them to look beyond the camera and look at the look at the systems oh, and, in, okay. and, and and get into the systems. Whether whether it's filling in, you know, having a lot a lot of people in the agency situation, lots and lots of more executives, lots and lots of more distribution people, lots of more finance people, yeah. mm-hmm. so that when you have that level of that many numbers. Kind of starts to take care of itself. Yeah. I think it's, to me that's the answer to all this stuff. I don't want anybody doing it because they're supposed to. I want yeah. it where you just can't stop it. Yeah, uh-huh. you know. Yeah. And that seems like even with something like, uh, for example, Charles King. Right. Charles King yeah. is, Charles is a great macro, example. You know, and we've seen him what he's developed and yeah. gone to produce and just right. yeah. amazing things, especially for people of color. That's going to be coming out. And when you analyze mm-hmm. him, though, that finance is a huge key to huge. that success. Yes. So huge. So I yeah. would encourage anybody to study the money yeah. and study treat it money. like a grown up and listen to daddy. Listen yeah. to daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I thought my father was crazy, and he was so <laughs> right. Mine too. Thank you, Dad. <laughs> we have to wrap up soon, but I kind of I want to have another question with you guys. Uh, you both, what I th- there's a theme here as well that you both produce your own projects Mm. yes and that's what i love because so many people as you're saying want to be in front of the camera and you got to have a lot more to that just to survive in this industry at this stage what would you give a suggestion to someone as far as like how do they really get started if they want to start producing their own projects like do, do you think it's more of like going the social media angle or is it trying to look for build a project and look for financers like where a lot of people just don't know where to start when you are building your own project i'm going to say this it starts with the word Mm. It starts with the script, it starts with the text, it starts yes. with the story. Because at the end of the day, we're storytellers. At the core of all this big machinery, we're storytellers. What's geeking us out about, you know, everything you talked about at Sundance is that the stories sound like you want something you want to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And so I would say make sure the story is un, you know, as flawless as you can make it. Yes. And then it will start to attract things. That may take you longer than you like yeah. to understand. Absolutely. But, but that is where it begins. Be rigorous with yourself on the story yes. level. Yeah. I agree 100% because that that was my goal in that I wanted so many solo show being a solo artist is very difficult but sometimes I think that we forget about the story because we want to be seen and we I want to be seen too but I for me I wanted the arc of the character and I wanted a a human being in my mother. I just didn't want her to be the villain. So I really tried to see, as you said, the other side. What was her perspective? Mm -hmm. And I think that is what really creates tension in a story. And um, I believe that's why my story is successful. (laughs) But no, I think it's it's a good story, but I was very concerned about the story. I wanted the story to work. Yeah. Out like independent of me, like someone else can come and read it, right. and it still and has there. It has yeah. all the layers yeah. to it. Yeah. And then, have you seen that now in the industry that the studios are are willing to take more chances with people of color and their projects and their talent? Because I thought that this was all going to kind of take fruition now, even with the Oscars, and we're back to kind of where we were two years ago with a lack of people of color being nominated. So. It, I'm hopeful in one regards because we talk about Sundance, but then on the flip side, I'm like, are, are, am I just fooling myself? Is this really a transition that's happening? Well, I think that Sundance is, is outside of the system. It's a, yeah. ga- it's a gateway. It's a gateway into the system. The system still remains problematic. Yeah. What is encouraging is that there's that many people at the gate right now, and uh. that is unprecedented. And I think, as we're saying, when the numbers are that big, somebody's going to break through. Yeah. 
So I like I think that is positive. But I again I see I need to see people in the system, in the system. who look like us, who care and understand these stories, who want to support them right. and nurture them properly and find audiences, not just in black communities but around the world. Yeah. yeah. Because what what I've also found irritating and I don't want to keep going on about it, but you know people always said to me, well, black films don't travel. I'm like, but what about Eddie Murphy who had people up, lined up and down around the world exactly. in, the, in the early 80s? Yeah. 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 So how are you, and then their response was, well, that's, he's, he's a movie star, that's an exception. To me, all movie stars are an exception. Yeah. Right. So you're not really telling me anything, yeah. right. except about yourself. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. Right. That's you know. true. And, and that was one thing that I thought was, was very interesting. I think the very first time I, um, did like a blurb about my show. I said it's about a little black girl from a little black town or something like that. And I was shocked at how many people that were there that were not people of color that could relate to the universal truths of a mother-daughter relationship. The truths of, you know, uh, not seeing, you know, your parent as, as, as you should and just... That shocked me. I was really confused <laughs> in a good way, yeah. but it, it was really confusing. But I think that, yeah, we have more in common than we have not. Mm-hmm. True. You know? I love that. Yeah. Well, that's how we're going to leave the show today. Yeah. We have more, more in common than we do than not. not. Remember that. I love it. Works <laughs> right. to live by. Where can fans find you? We'll start with you, Courtney. Where can fans find you on social media? I'm all over social media at Stuart Starlet. <laughs> and I'll be stalking you right back. We'll be stalking each other. Steven? At o- Alta Global Media. And we'll be stalking you, too. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Please, please, please. Madeline? Um, Madeline.com. Uh, M-A-T-T-I-L-Y-N. And check out her show tomorrow. Get yes. them last yes. tickets, y'all. White Fire Theater. What time does it start? Starts at 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock. 15 tickets left. Probably none now. But hopefully, <laughs> we might not get towards the phone. Get right on now. your phone right get now. Get the tickets. You get know? on the phone. Support yes. her. Go see her. Uh, you can find me at Daryl Kristen on every place in social media and on a new season of CBS's This Is L.A. as one of the hosts. Uh, yep, so yep. Uh, we will be watching Super Bowl. Who do you guys, who are you voting for? Who you who you want to win? Huh? She doesn't care. <laughs> Niners, Niners, I'm from the Bay Area. Yeah, Shakira and J-Lo. That's all yeah. I care about. All right. all right. Well, enjoy your Super Bowl, and we'll see y'all next week. I'll be eating. Thank you, guys. On behalf of our BHL staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Check out our Black Hollywood Live YouTube page for even more great programming and amazing content. And be sure to subscribe and like our channel when you do. I'm your BHL host, Nakia Monet, and you can find me on all social media at Kiki Boom Boom or at Black Hollywood Live. Black Hollywood Live. Hollywood Redefined.